and welcome to the very final episode for 2020 of Creating Connections That Matter. Now, I did a little bit of a tweak to the artwork and to the name of the podcast over the last week, and it's now Creating Connections That Matter for Mental Health Professionals. Still by me, by Kim Dunn. Um, why the change? Part of simplifying, part of clarifying the people that I'm primarily helping. It's really hard. One of the things that you're really scolded to do when you start a business, when you create and develop a business is to hone in on the person you think you can help the most. And it's really hard because we join this profession just wanting to help people. And then you go, okay, I can't help everyone. And there are some people, some part of the population um, that I, I think I can really help the most. So for me, it's other mental health professionals. So that's where my experience is. That's what I can talk to being further down the track than a lot of others. Um, I have more experience to share. And I always believe that when you have experience and, and knowledge, yes, but lived experience as well, you have kind of a, an obligation not to sit back and watch others struggle with some of the things you've struggled with. So hence the name change, um, which is all pretty exciting for next year. And hopefully it'll find it, make it easier for people like you to discover the podcast, which therefore means that's less people who have to struggle as much as I did with some of the things. And because this podcast is all about connections, both with yourself, with others and with the bigger world, one of the things I've struggled with in my life and in the profession is isolation and loneliness. Now, I've been a psychologist for about 15 years now. The vast majority was as a subcontractor before I just took the leap into taking on sole responsibility for my business. Looking back now, um, I know that I could have, should have, didn't set myself up as my own business as a subcontractor. Because to be a true subcontractor, that's what you really are. But quite frankly, I had no idea the difference between subcontractor and employee until a bit further down the track. And it's such a great area in the mental health profession. So that's one area that I can talk about in future podcasts. But for now, we're really honing in on how you can avoid and set yourself up to reduce the amount of isolation that just comes along with being a mental health practitioner. Because the very nature of the job, and particularly if you're doing counselling and assessments, is you're by yourself doing it. You know, you're in a room with your client, but there's no one there at the moment that you can bounce off things with, and the sole responsibility is on you. So when, before I became a psychologist, I worked for government organisations and for better or for worse, because there was certainly both in there, there's always someone around that you could have a quick chat with or what I call a, a water cooler conversation. So 
it's one of the reasons when I became a psychologist and left where I was subcontracting that I worked for Headspace just a day a week because I knew there'd always be people around who I could touch base with. So in this session, stick with me today because I'm going to outline how you don't need to work for an organisation um, to create your own connection network. You don't have to go and work at a particular place mainly because you know there's going to be other people there. We're very lucky because we have our digital world, which once again, for better or for worse, but it does help and make it easier in lots of ways to create connections. The tricky thing here is to make sure they're real connections. They're connections that matter. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, when um, I thought I was making connections as a subcontractor and when I was working at Headspace, one of the things that actually prevented proper connections was the setup of the workplace. At that particular stage, my supervisor was also my boss. Now, at the time, I thought, great, I'll get the opportunity to learn from someone experienced who's running a business who seems quite generous with their time. Looking back now, I'm like, well, how could I be honest in a supervision session, share my weaknesses, my doubts about myself to the person whose business I'm working for? Seriously, this is such a bad situation. And if you are in this situation, really advise to change, find some other supervision. So you may be very limited and structured with what you talk to about your boss, with your boss in inverted commas, but you need someone you can trust that you can go, this is, this is all my crap. <laughs> Don't judge me, just help me. Because we like to think mental health profession, we're a caring group of people and as a whole, I think we are. But oh my God, is there judgment aplenty in our field? And I learnt over the years that having a profession or a common purpose of helping others, it's not enough. It's not enough to create connections. Within the psychology profession, within it, we have political divisions, clinical, non-clinical, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is another whole podcast series, I think. And then we have counsellors versus psychologists and mental health workers versus psychologists and it's all these verses there's so much competition um you know opportunities to put others down and to make comparisons so being in a helping profession it's not enough it does not mean that people are automatically ethical now, i have been in situations where i've been called unethical where my integrity has been questioned without giving me the benefit of the doubt. And you know what? <laughs> two things, it hurts like hell. And two, it shows me that these people who I thought were part of my connection network, they didn't know me at all. These were not real connections because to have that connection, there needs to be an element of understanding the other person. This is a person who gets me. They mightn't know all of me, but they get my dreams. They get my goals. They forgive my weaknesses. They want what's best for me. That's the connection you want, you need, and what I want for you. So another, another thing that gets in the way of connections, 
is social media. So you know how I said, yes, digital world can be wonderful because it opens up connections. And I'm going to share with you how it opened up mine. However, the dark side is it, it's almost like it takes advantage of our need to belong. Oh, I need to be on this group and this page. And what's this person saying? Oh, and they're doing that. So maybe I need to do that as well because everyone else is doing it. Shiny object syndrome, comparisonitis, FOMO, it's all there. It's all there. Okay. So what did I do? How do we crack through this and start making real connections that matter? Well, I created a group. <laughs> now, don't necessarily recommend you do that. At start, it became a big group. And then it's come down to a, a much more manageable, um, involved, interested, caring group of people. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing I did. And, but that's been a real long journey. And I'll take you through that another time. And another one is I now have a fantastic business buddy. Okay. And this happened because I was open to opportunities. So I'm going to go through the steps that I recommend you do. Five steps that are going to help you create strong connections for yourself that are meaningful. I want you to listen to what you need for your support, for your career. This is about tapping into your, your authenticity. That's step one. Because if you don't know what you need, how are you going to find it? You're going to be going from one place to another, one group to another, following this leader and that leader. And I think you get the message. So the first thing is, okay, what do I need the most here? And I know for me, it was, I need people I can trust. <laughs> first and foremost, and this is who I am. And if they don't like it, bye-bye. Second step. Think about the people you want to be supported by. Right? So don't jump into connections, but listen. Listen to their tone, how they respond to others. You know, are they in it for themselves? Do they feel like they genuinely want to help and connect and be a part of a long-term um, connection? Because let's face it, this is, this is our careers. This isn't, let's do this for a couple of years. Seriously, we want to step back. We want to be setting ourselves up. We want 20, 30 years, hopefully. Okay. This is long-term, not short-term stuff. So don't be too quick to jump. And then when you've watched them a little bit, state clearly your opinion, your take on things. See what happens. How do they respond? Is there a level of respect um, or not? Step three. The online world is quite small. Keep your eyes and ears open. Be careful who you talk to. This is all part of the trust development, sussing people out. And it, it's hard because it's our basic human nature to want to belong. And as we put those crumbs out to see if this is where we want to belong, it's easy to go down the wrong path and the wrong track particularly if you don't have strong peer support and supervision and someone else to give you that perspective. All right, so keep your eyes and ears open, be alert, know yourself, be careful who you trust. 
Then step four, own what you can offer. Be proud of your gifts. Don't be easily swayed by others, but be proud of what you do. Own it. If you are great at um, working with people who have left an abusive relationship, if you are great with siblings who have siblings with special needs, if you are great at supporting mothers with newborn kids, you're great at making of courses, own it, put it out there. There is space and room enough within mental health needs in our society for everyone. But to make those deeper connections, people need to know what you stand for and who you are because a trust works both ways. The authenticity works both ways. And my fifth step is to create and take advantage of opportunities that come to you. So me creating a group, that was making the opportunity. That was, let's put this out. Who else agrees with me that we want a space we can go to where it's not about clinical versus non-clinical, where it's not about debates about Medicare rebates, where we move beyond that and where we look at our individual talents. So I created something like that. Well, I created that. But you don't need to do that. You can create another sort of opportunity. Maybe it's a summit. Maybe it's a joint um, podcast. Maybe, uh, and speaking of which, I am after guest podcasters for 2021. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to my podcast and you think you have something to offer my audience, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, kimdunn at positiveyoungminds.com.au. Um, anyway, back to what I was talking about, creating your opportunities. Where do you want to be? Who do you want to work with? Reach out. Make sure you're on LinkedIn for professional connections. Do you have your Facebook page set up? Do people know what you are looking for? And the second part of this step is to take advantages of opportunities. Let me just share what that meant for me briefly. Um, I do talk about this in a previous podcast, which I will link in the show notes for you. I was approached by someone who was in my group. I didn't know really well, but they went, hey, I want to create a small group for psychs who are leaders. And I've gone, um, thanks for reaching out, but I don't really think I fit that category. I know, imposter syndrome or what, knocking me on the head. But luckily they went, um, yeah, you do this and this and blah, blah, blah. And I've gone, okay, I'm happy to be there. And I was happy to be asked to support someone else and that they thought of me like that. So I owned it. I went, okay, yep, I'm in. And there was also someone else asked and they came on board as well. And through this group, we all got to know each other and the person who originally started the group left. And then there was two of us. And this wonderful person who you may know, Dr. Brooklyn Storm, has become my best business buddy ever. And I say ever, because I actually don't think I've ever had one. So it's an accountability partner. She's a friend. Um, I said she's my best business buddy. And this was because I took advantages to connect and over a course of time, gradually getting to know each other, it stuck. 
and there is no reason at all why you can't both create and take advantages of opportunities. And actually, if there's something you want to do, I'd love to help you with that. Run this group I ran last year and I'll, I'll run at some point in 2021, which is peer mentoring for solo psychs and supporting people to do this sort of thing. I'd love it. Totally love it. So if you go through and follow these steps, what do you get? What, why do it? <laughs> well, just to recap, because I think I've touched on some of these things, you develop a network of people you can trust who are going to support you and you're going to support them. So to prolong your careers, avoid burnout, maximise enjoyment and satisfaction. And you can have online water coolers. You might prefer to, to do Vox, Slack, text, however you want to do it, whatever works for you. We do a simple Facebook group. You might prefer phone calls, but you are going to have someone there to have your back, to be your backstop and to support each other. And if you don't, yeah, well, you just keep going down the same path. And you're looking at isolation, burnout, lack of career fulfillment, get sucked into that comparisonitis and that FOMO, you're swaying all over the place because you can't quite stay in your own lane because you just want to be included and be part of something because it's only human nature to want that. And it can be really hard to admit that to yourself. All right, so because I really love to be practical, hmm, I have a very interesting call to action for you. In an ironic twist you may not have seen coming, I invite you to step away from social media and switch off. To connect first with yourself, because we're going back to that step one. What do you need? Not what do other people need or expect of you. What do you need to step into your authenticity to be a fantastic mental health practitioner? Okay, It's really hard with all the noise of social media to tune into that. So I invite you to switch off and I have a special gift for you. If you have listened all the way to the end of this podcast and you enjoyed it, when you give me a rating or a review and snapshot it, let me know, send it to me. I'm going to gift you my brand new seven step digital detox program valued at $47 for nothing. Zip, no, nothing. Because I really want you to get started on developing and creating connections that really matter and make a difference in your life. Well, there you go. It's New Year's Eve. Podcast done and dusted for the year and I have so enjoyed bringing it to you and being part of your life in this small way. Have, have a peaceful, restful new year. Um, I wish you some time just to reflect and connect with yourself and special others around you. And I'll be back in the new year with the next episode in Creating Connections That Matter for Mental Health Professionals by me, Kim Dunn. Until then, take care of yourself.